the strength and the weaknesses. The way to develop your strengths and weaknesses. Strengthen your weaknesses. You know, the pillar that you are using most, you know, according to how you are built and the ones that maybe you've neglected. But when you now know that, oh, there are seven. I've been using, you know, one or I, I am strong in one. I am built, you know, to rely more on one. You know, just like some people are right-handed and some are left-handed. Are you understanding it? It doesn't mean that right hand is better than left hand. Because what the right hand can do, the left hand can equally. So the differences that we have according to the pillars that we use most frequently does not define anybody as better than anybody. It just simply means that I know. So it will stop us from benchmarking ourselves with the success of other people. And trying to follow the roots you know, of other people, you know, there's a the general parlance that say follow, follow who no road, right? It can be very, very uh, dangerous. Because that person that knows the road is going somewhere. You first of all have to ask, where are you going? Before you start to they follow them, they go. Eh? Follow, 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 follow. You know, the person might be going directly opposite of where your journey is. You first of all need to ask. And even when you have asked, why don't you determine the place you are going by yourself instead of just following? Benchmarking with social media, benchmarking with the school performances. Oh, when I was in school, all these things, they are good but they shouldn't be our yardsticks towards life's journey. It shouldn't be what we use as a form of measurement for success. We should understand that our own success is different from every other person's success. You should define it and you should follow it. You should develop yourself from the area of your strengths. Pillars are strengths, are, are strong rather, right? So when they say seven pillars, it means a seven strength point. And whichever one that you know that you are very, you are tilted towards, we are still going to be looking into all that. But whichever one you know you are tilted towards, you should first of all understand it that this is my main pillar. This is my main strength. And then, you know, by the time you have rested some things on that one, you begin to work on the others. A pillar is a pillar. Regardless of where it is placed, a pillar is a pillar. You must understand that. And for everybody, we have at least one. And when you look at temperament also, it's talking about the pillars of our lives. Temperaments, personalities that we have. It tells you who you are and the pillar, the strong things that are in your life that you can rely on to ride on the wave of success. Hallelujah. I pray that the Lord will help us to consistently focus on those strengths that he has deposited in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So there are two outlooks. And when you're going to define thoughts, really, you know, thoughts can be defined as an exercise of the mind. It can also be defined as serious consideration. You know, when you say exercise of the mind, it means that, oh, your mind uh, is going to the gym. Hallelujah. There are some things that you cannot carry physically if you have not gone to train yourself in the gym. How many of us have been able to lift 30 kg by ourselves before and didn't hear can somewhere? Or 50 kg. What's a bag of rice? 50 kg. Like just pick it up and throw it on your shoulder without hearing can somewhere. You know? There are some 
things you can't pick up. You can't pick up 100 kg if you have not been training your body to be able to do what? Carry it. That's what you hear, keke. <laughs> and when it grows to 150 or 200 kg, then you see that it, it, it changes to just care. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know, there are people that actually live 300 kg. They lift it and they lift it up. There are people that have tried and they start peeing on their body. But there are people that have tried and they did it successfully. They didn't just do it uh, by sleeping and waking up and seeing visions. Oh, kabash, mama, mama, kabash. You are standing in front of 300 kg. Let the heavens be open. Let things start happening. 300 kg is in front of you. You are speaking in tongues. The angels will be released. They will empower you. Those laws don't apply there. There is nothing God cannot do, really. You know, he's a God that can say, drop a wood in the water, the hanyon will float. He can do all things, yes. We shouldn't leave the place of the supernatural. But, uh, faith without works is dead. It will not work. If you know what to do, you refuse to do it, you are calling on angels to come and do it on your behalf. They will just sit down and take a chill and also be looking at you. It's like you are not serious yet. You know the way. You know what to do. The same thing, you know, the thoughts are what? What did I give as a definition? Exercise of the mind. Yeah, so we have to, this, this is a process. Some of us, we think that thinking is about, uh, uh, it's just one of those things you do leisurely or it's something that you do when you have serious problems and people will even be encouraging you stop thinking now it's not good to think too much you know we do not attach seriousness to the way we think sometimes because of the negative attachment that we've heard or like somebody who is thinking will grow lean somebody who is thinking will have hypertension that that's when you have negative thinking that's not thinking, that's worrying. Somebody who worries will have all that. But thinking, having thoughts, you know, shows that, you know, no, the, the, the depth of your thoughts likens you to God. Because God is a God of deep thoughts. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, the book of Psalm, chapter 92, verse 5 says, Oh Lord. What great works you do, and how deep are your thoughts? New Living Translation, Psalm 92, verse 5. What, what? Great works you do, and how deep are your thoughts? It means simply that the depth of your thoughts corresponds with the greatness of your works. How great your works can become, you know, correlates with how deep. God, the Bible says, how deep are your thoughts and how great? Everything you see God do starts from a thought process. It thinks deeply about everything. Look at yourself. You are a product of God's thoughts. Hallelujah. And he factored everything into it before he started acting on it. You know the problem many of us Christians have? We don't think deep. The shallowness of our thoughts, God is amazed by it. He looks at you and I'm like, oh boy, like, how, how, how shallow can you be? Hallelujah. Some of us, our thought process does, it does not even, it does, it's not digging anything anymore. It's rather piling things up like a mountain. Shallow. But God, you know, who we are called 
children of, we are children of God, yes? How many of us want to be like God? I want to be like God. Who am I that you are mindful? How many of us know that song? That's you. Yeah, me, Abby? When I call. Yes, you know when we start that song, we start dancing. Is it true that you are thinking of me? I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I went to the end of the song. We are friends of God, right? How many of us are friends of God? Then listen to me. Friends think alike. No, you have to put that down. If you are a friend of God, are you thinking like God? Hey, the way you think, is it aligning? See, you yourself, you have to think by yourself that me, I am a product of God's thoughts. Your digestive system, circulatory system, respiratory system, excretory system, everything was factored in before you were made. No leakages everywhere. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We are a product of God's thought. And so we are able to be all that we should. He has deep thoughts. He thinks about everything wonderfully before he executes. Hallelujah. The book of Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9 says, Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And it goes further to say in Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, I first of all read uh, Isaiah 55, verse 9, New Living Translation. Should you get that? Isaiah 55, it says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And Colossians 1:21 says, This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts. And what? It's not projected. And actions, that's Colossians chapter 1 verse 21. If it's not projected, please look into your Bible. Very important. And mark it in your Bible. It means that to be closer to God or becoming more like God, we should begin to reduce the distance in the difference in our thinking pattern. You want to become a friend of God. You want to be called a friend of God or better still, a child of God. And, you know, that's why he said here that my, my thoughts are higher. They are, it's just like heaven and earth. It shouldn't be. Anybody that you are friends with, you have, the first criteria is that do we think alike? How can you call somebody your friend who thinks of killing somebody every morning and you are a Christian? Your friend is a serial fornicator and you are a born-again Christian. In fact, S you. Your friend is, what, what can I say? A chronic liar. And you are a truthful person. You know that those two people cannot be friends. The first basis of friendship is that we think alike because it's your thinking that informs your actions. We think alike. We reason alike. Let us reason together. Come, let's reason together. That's what, if you see those people that God boldly called friends in the Bible, you will see that those are the people whose lifestyle looks like what God lived like. Those things he says, he has commanded us to say, you see that it's prevalent in the lives of these people, the way they think. They think deep. They don't act. You know, one of the reasons why we are so sinful or why we are so evil and all that is because we do not think deep about the implications of what we are going to do. Say, let me do it first. 
And then later, we talk about what will happen. Or we think about how to solve the problem. So not much thought is given to things. And so we act rationally. And then we separate ourselves from God in a way that is like everyone and it's the distance. It's not by singing, I am a friend of God. It's not by singing, I love you, Lord, when you are not thinking like the Lord. You are not thinking, your thought process is not going in the patterns that you have seen God stamp. You know what patterns are? Patterns are gotten from stamps. Are you understanding? And everywhere you use that stamp is the same. Have you ever seen a pattern? If a pattern should change, it means that the stamp has changed. But as long as the stamp is, is the same, as, as long as God is the same, whatever he stamps, whatever patterns he makes, remains the same. Are you understanding it? So now, God has given patterns according to his thoughts. Thoughts, patterns. And we ought to follow and, you know, replicate, you know, set our stamp, set our life, so that when we, 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 we give patterns or we make patterns, it resembles that of our friend, which is the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is very, very important. Amen. So you saw those scriptures. I think that you should, uh, you should keep them for yourself so that you can always reflect on it, just as I would be uh, in the nearest future. Hallelujah. How does the world, feel, uh, the world view uh, uh, thoughts, you know, like I said earlier, worry has been replaced with thoughts. And um, most of the time, what people call thinking is worrying. And so a lot of people are discouraged from thinking. But thinking is an healthy process. And that's why you see that uh, the Bible says that in Matthew 6, 31, like we know, so many of us know, it says, don't worry about this thing, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already thought about and knows your needs. Are you understanding what I'm saying? One of the things I've realized in life is that there is no knowing without thinking. This knowledge, the way you get knowledge, is about thinking about what you have read. Are you understanding? I have read books just like that. And you know, there's a way you can read and you will not retain anything. How many people agree with me? You just read. Mm, when they ask you a question, you know, you are blank. It's, it's as good as. But there is a way you would read. Eh? Like read for an exam. That when you get there, You'll be solving questions as if you are the one that propagated that theory. Are you understanding? You are the one that formed that theory because it's now been, you have studied it, you have, you have thought on it. Especially when you're writing professional exams. Those ones, they want application. They don't want you verbatim like when you're in the higher institution that somebody will just sell hand out to you and then you just read it. You know, in this part of the world anyway, not everywhere. And then you just get the, in fact, if you, if you don't write it as they have given to you, you there's, there's no assurance that you will get the full marks. But when it comes to professional exams, you are not supposed to be giving verbatim. You read it, you digest it, you look at it, and when you are giving, like in ICANN, they will give you case study. They will give you a, 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 something like um, an, an, um, a case, something that happened you know, they will just look for, you know, just one story of one organization. And they will put it there. And then they will now ask you, as a so-so-so and so, how do you, uh, how are you going to solve the problem? Using necessary accounts. They will not even tell you which account you are going to use. Then you look at it. Here, do I have to use control accounts? Is it a non-profit? Is it a profit organization making up? Because they are different. You understand what I'm saying? So you know, okay, I have to do this first and do that first. And then I'll go back to bank reconciliation. Then I'll do this. And then after all, I'll come up with the final account. 
that's application. You already have read and then you understand what it means. Your thought process is active and it has helped you to retain what you have read, to be able to apply it in real life situations. Hallelujah. So we shouldn't, Ecclesiastes 10.13 says, New Living Translation says, Fools base their thoughts on foolish assumptions. So their conclusions will be what? Will be what? Is there anybody with a Bible in here? Ecclesiastes 10.13. Ecclesiastes 10.13, New Living Translation. Fools base their assumptions on what? Based their thoughts, their thoughts on foolish assumptions. And so, what? Their conclusions will be wicked madness. Let me tell you something. Wicked madness does not manifest itself immediately. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's a gradual thing. But at the end of the day, that is what it is seen as. And you know why it's wicked madness? Because no real thought is put into the process. No real thoughts. No foundations. A whole lot of things have been jammed together. There is no, no knowledge in place because the thought process is not uh, all right. Hallelujah. And so, uh, today, like I said, I, I, was going, I will be going through the seven pillars again, but with an outlook to our personality, our different personality. You know, the personality is categorized into two major uh, types, the introverted and the extroverted. So you have the introverted as a phlegmatic and the melancholic, and the extroverted as the sanguine and choleric. Are you understanding it? And so, for you to understand your giftings, you know, using the seven pillars, you know, you also have to understand your personality type. Because everything should fit into your container. And you understand, if you are a round peg, or you are a round O, you need round pegs, right? If you are a square O, you need square pegs. If you try to fit a square peg in a round hole, there will be frustrations. There will be bruises. You will have to go and get knife to start sharpening what you have no business. And even by the time you are able to fit it in, both the hole and the peg will never remain the same. the hole and the peg. Because now you are bringing something that is not of it and trying to force it down. But when you bring a round peg inside, in fact, even if the round peg is smaller, you know, it, 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 it's still a round peg. It will still the, the, the difference. But sometimes if the round peg, if the square peg is smaller, it will still not enter the round because of the shape. Because of the shape. It's not, it's not the same. So your personality is your shape. The shape you have. The shape you carry. And the pillars of uh, thoughts that you also have aligns with your shape. It aligns with your personality. You have to fit all these things together to be the best version of yourself. These things cannot be isolated. You cannot leave them one after the other and say, no, no this is this, this is that. Everything fits together. Everything goes together. Your personality, your shape, your thought pillar, everything aligns in a way that will bring advantages to you as a person and help you to achieve your greatness faster, better, easier, without much, you know, stress or frustration and comparison. 
all these things will be absent because you know who you are. You know how you're going to go about it. You know where you're going. You know how to get to the point of your success because your success is not my success. Everybody's success is different. Hallelujah. What you call success, for instance, is not necessarily what I will call success. By the time you get to the point of your celebration, I might get there and I've had that maybe 10 years ago. Are you understanding? And I'm looking. So even the term success is a changing word. It's not a static thing. It is something that when you achieve this, you go on to another and another and another and another and bigger and better. You know that song where are getting bigger every day? How many of us know it? Sorry, I'm always preaching and singing in between. Bigger every day. Bigger every day. Every day we want to be better. Everybody wants to do that. So success is not a static thing. Success is a continuous thing. And it means that you have to put together everything that you have to ensure a continuity in your success process. It has to continue. It cannot be limited by your friend. It should not be limited by your friend. It should not be limited by your marriage. It should not be limited by your uh, location. It should not be limited by the, the family you were brought in, up in. It should not be limited by your color. It should not be limited by your language. Everybody can be successful because God has deposited in us. As long as you have a brain, turn to somebody and say, as long as you have a brain, God has given you a great gift. And the beautiful thing about it is that our brain has the ability to grow. Have you heard the term before, use your brain? But it's always said in a derogatory way, maybe from our mothers. When you act dumb, they look at you like this. Where is your brain? Is it under your shoe? How many people have heard that? Use your, your brain. There's a reason for that term. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an insult. It's an awakening. It's an advice. If you can put it that way. Because if you use your brain, you will be the first bearer of the benefits of the usage of your brain. It's your brain. The benefits are also yours. Hallelujah. And so, Proverbs 9.1 says, Wisdom had built a house. She had hewn out a seven pillars. Wisdom as what? Built a house. Wisdom is the opposite of foolishness. And when you look at how the world would see it, Matthew 7 20 says, and then he added, it is what comes from it is what comes from the inside that defiles you. From within, out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts. So everything depends on what your choices are. The seven pillars, whether good or bad, you know, depends on what you decide to dwell on. What are you dwelling on presently? What do you give deep thoughts? You know, some of us, many of us, or all of us, have periods in our lives that we actually have very deep thoughts. But you have to ask yourself, what exactly do I dwell on when it comes to my thoughts? The Bible says, as a man thinketh, as a woman thinketh, as a girl thinketh, as a boy thinketh, so he is. You are going to be a reflection of your thoughts. When you look at the mirror physically, you are looking like what you have thought about. The dresses that you have worn, everything that you have put on, the only time people don't think of what they are wearing is when they have emergencies. Maybe when there is a very big emergency and then you just have to quickly rush and put something on. Even that, you have to know that you are not picking up a towel. You still have to put a small thought into it that I'm wearing, I want to wear clothes, not tie towel or tie wrapper or something. You understand? You, you still go around picking up, thinking about it. 
but it's a, it's a very fast thought. But this morning, if you look at yourself in the mirror, you'll see that you are looking like what you thought about looking like this morning. Or yesterday, some of us, one week ahead, we have planned our outfits. You have it in your mind. You have told, told the tailor, sew it like this. Do it like that. This is how I want to look. And by the side, that's why, you know, teaching the teenagers, they cannot tell me, they know when I was a teenage teacher, you cannot tell me that I didn't know that my skirt is, is short. <laughs> it came up by itself. Ah. I did not know that my bosom are out for fresh air. You, talk, you thought about it. I did, not, I did not know that the slit is up, up. It's a thought. We look like what we think about. It's just like me saying that I did not know that I was, I'm wearing suit. I, did, I didn't know that I'm wearing a jacket. I didn't know that my jacket is blue. It's the same way. It sounds ridiculous. Hallelujah. So we need to look at our thought patterns and um, understand uh, how it should go. So now, let's quickly go into the pillars. We have the in intrapersonal pillar. You know? And it basically uh, is all about how we handle uh, information and um, it uh, involves deep thinking, decision making, pulling things together, focusing and analyzing. You know, when you're an inter interpersonal, intrapersonal person, you know, this is the first pillar, by the way. Uh, you know, the way you think, you are actually an introverted person. It's an So when I say introverted, I mean that this kind of pillar can be found with melancholics and phlegmatics. Do you understand? These are the people that put... It doesn't mean that if you are primarily choleric, you understand, you can't have... It can be your secondary. You know, what you should understand, because when I went through these uh, 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 pillars, I understood that there are dominant ones that we have. There are secondary ones that we have. So I can have... This pillar is stronger than this pillar in me. You know, this uh, pillar... Uh, broken down into pillars, this um, the way of breaking it down into pillars helps you to understand and get to know that this is peculiar to me. This is what I should be. This is my main, the main. This is how I view life. This is what happens when I come across situations or, or, or conditions. This is how I approach things first. That is the area you should develop first. And you understand what I'm saying? That is where you, well, how can I develop this aspect of my life? You cannot be, you know, an intrapersonal, or you have a, a, an intrapersonal person, or you have an intrapersonal pillar in your life, and you're looking for a job as a sales rep. You will convince the person not to buy your product. And you understand what I'm saying? Because by the time you are explaining, you are, you are very intro, introspective. You are very detailed. You are talking about it. You will say what you are not supposed to say. Hey, but you know, this thing, the only negative part is that when you plug it, it will shock you once. <laughs> only once. <laughs> or when you, do, when you take the medicine, you know, you can just sleep for 12 hours. But because, you know, you are trying to give all the necessary details of how this thing works. You are very detailed. You are very, you know, you try to. Hallelujah. So, intrapersonal, it means that you are reflective. Deep analyzing, you know. You like developing strategies. You know, all these things, you find it with whom? The introverted people, right? You don't start building a career or you don't start building 
a, a process in your life in an opposite direction of who you are. You have to bring it home to whom. Stop comparing yourself with other people. You went to school together, so what? You had second class together or first class together, so what? Your parts can be diff totally, not even nowadays that people don't go to school to study the courses that they want. They study the courses that they are given in order not to continue to stay at home. Then you, you, you ask, what are you studying? Zoology with Greek extension. No straight, not straightforward. Hey, then you don't you want to do with it? Um, we can walk anywhere. Of course, you anywhere is nowhere. Hallelujah. So all these things are not a ref the, you you should understand that don't join yourself up and just clog yourself with other people's things understand yourself and mine is my main strength or my main pillar intrapersonal is it is it what what what's, what is it that i'm based on hallelujah the Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. So, when you know that, you know that, okay, I'm introspective. When I receive information, somebody like me talking to you this morning, I'm not somebody that you will talk to and I'm so quick to answer. I listen very well. I have the ability to read in between the lines. My husband is weary about having an argument with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because he is like the opposite of me. He will just say, me, I will just be there. Then after. Mm -hmm. So what do you actually mean by when you said this? And be like, ah, when? He has said it. And he has moved on. I have received it. Analyzed it. dissected it and aligned it with what happened 10 years ago so that's the reason why in 1998 she said I didn't know then but now I understand I understand then it will be like uh -uh. this small conversation that we just have now said no let us talk about it my husband does not like to talk about it because he cannot remember half of what he said not me hallelujah and do you now see that it will be very very some way of me or foolish of me to now work with somebody who is very very main with his or our words if you are introspective and interpersonal you have to choose the places you work at otherwise your ego your self-esteem everything will be lost in that place of work i've seen people who have worked in places where they became nothing and they lost confidence in themselves their abilities and all just because they had a mean a manager or a mean uh, 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 leader in that place of work who is very mean with words, not mean with actions, or, but words. Useless. Stupid. I had a, a boss like that early in my life. I didn't stay long in that place. He always has a reason to insult. So, you cannot be around people, if you are introspective, you cannot be around people who are mean, who are always, you know, saying things that you are not comfortable or that would not allow you to shine, arise and shine. That's what the Bible says. Every time you get there, you, 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 you do opposite of arise and shine. You are dull and dead. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Nothing is coming forth. Your gifts cannot be, be brought to life if you are introspective. 
and you are in a place where people are always talking down on you. People are always, you know, you have to be cautious and, and you, you cautious about the people you surround yourself with. You have to understand that your friends are those who speak positive words in your life. If you are in marriage, you have to understand that you have to tell your spouse that I need words of encouragement more than often from your mouth. You need to encourage me. You need to push me. I flourish more under words of encouragement than under condemnation at all times. Every time I wake up, you see what I have not done right. What about the things I've done? But it takes you to understand yourself for you to be able to tell somebody else what you want. Hallelujah. So you know that, okay, I'm introspective. I take people's words and I analyze it. I don't just move on. I find it difficult to move on. You are in a relationship with somebody and you, are, you, you have your, your main pillar is the introspective one, is the in, 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 intrapersonal one. Right, person, is it, am I right? Yes. And you're there. That's your main pillow. And you're in a relationship. And your 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 person you're in a relationship with is calling you a goat. Ah. Goat. He talks to you as if you are not worth much. Nobody should take it's not rocket science. Nobody should tell you that that relationship is not for you. You have not even married yet. You are seeing signs and wonders. <laughs> what do you want to see in the marriage? <laughs> I don't understand. You have to tell yourself nobody can do it for you. This is your life. This is your personality. That, that somebody else can fit into that relationship does not mean that you fit into it because of your strength. Because of your shape. And I'm not talking about ladies alone. Men too. These things, these pillars don't know gender. Amen? Amen. People always think that, oh, maybe the male uh, figure is a strong one in terms of uh, so many others. But there are so many men that are introspective. They get, you know, of, uh, 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 offended or hurt uh, by words that are spoken harshly. And they have women in their lives whose tongues are razor sharp. They can talk to the grandfather of the grandfather <laughs> of their ancestors. Together. And you would have seen it in a relationship. So you should be able to define and say that this is... Okay. My time is almost up. Hallelujah. This is who I am. And this is what I expect of the people around me. You define your environment. If you do not define your environment, your gifts will not grow. It's like cultivating your ground and planting in it. If you leave it to chance, weeds will grow. The things that you don't want to begin to shoot out. Your environment, your life, you cultivate around it. Pull out the weeds. Is it by force? Friendship is a choice. Pull it out and throw it away. And plant the things that you want to grow in it that will make all your life comfortable. Are you understanding? Remove, 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 remove. You want to flourish. You want, if you see any ugu that is growing well, in fact, they build things for it. Then they turn it around. If other things are there, it will not grow well. It will not, it will not bring out fruit. It will not, you, you will find it that if you find yourself struggling in your life, the first thing is to determine the pillar that, you're, 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 that is dominant in you. That is strongest in you. And use that as a yastic. You know, I think you will need to go back to uh, the, the reverence message so that you can understand. Uh, because we are all being taught here. Hallelujah. So the interpersonal, and then there's the interpersonal. Let me do a quick rundown. 
uh, for those of us that were not here last week, we have the interpersonal pillar, and this is mainly found in extroverted people. These ones, they are so they have they like social interaction. They are given to uh, communication. You know, they 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 tune into the needs of others. So you have more of sanguines and melancholics having this as a strong pillar. In are you understanding it? Then we have the linguistic pillar. These are uh, generally people, interpersonal, you know, I've, I think I've said something about interpersonal. Did you get that? Did you all get that? People who are given to uh, uh, social interactions, they are communicators, you know, they are, they are tuned into the needs of others, they are great mentors, you know, these are people that have these things come easily to them. They don't have to go and write exams to get it done. You understand? You naturally, you know. So, uh, these are the people that uh, I call extroverted. They are extroverted, and so mainly these are uh, uh, given to those who are extroverted, which are the melancholic. Um, choleric and the uh, sanguines. Then the next one is a linguistic pillar. You know, strong in spoken and written words. And this is a mixed type of, both the extroverted and the introverted have this. So if it depends on which one uh, is really uh, uh, active in your own kind of personality. Is it given to spoken or written? You see that those that most of the people that are given to written can also be given to spoke. They can speak fluently and they can write fluently. Some people cannot speak fluently, but they can only write fluently. They can continue to write, you understand, but they are not given to so much. They are so shy in coming out. But some people are very good in both. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a mixed temperament or mixed personality uh, pillar. So you have people. Whether you are introverted or you are extroverted, you can be given to reading or writing. You can be given in, uh, to uh, uh, these kinds of expressions. And it can be a strong point in your life. So this, the, this, if you are given to, all, uh, to both of these things, you will see that you have the linguistic pillar. You, you love to write. You love to, to speak. You are, you, are, you are very articulate. You should now take up uh, uh, um, reading or, or writing uh, exams, professionalize it. You know, are you going to be writing books? You know, one of the days I saw, uh, because I'm always envious of my husband's notes, and some, some, most of the messages he preaches are very, very detailed. And uh, I, I, when he, when he, I looked at him and said, well, I think that, you know, you could convert this thing into a book. Because it's very good when it comes to the spoken. So I feel that it has a linguistic pillar, you know, in the spoken and then in the written. I, I used to feel that I can write, but maybe I, I read more because <laughs> I do not have the patience to write like him. Hallelujah. Amen. So it, you have to now look at that pillar and then begin to build, add strength to it. You will be surprised at how far you will go. You will see people that started with just one book. They didn't even know that they could write. But the moment they started, they started you see it, the, the library begins to grow and grow and grow. You know? So it's not written on the forehead that, ah, you're a this, you're a that. It is what you build or what you continue to do, you know, and what you believe in that stands out. Hallelujah. And so we also have the uh, logical and mathematical pillar. And these are for those who have uh, scientific and strategic thinking. They are order, uh, they, they have orderliness, they plan, uh, they, have, they are great in reasoning and in numbers and problem solving. These are the people that you would just call arithmetic. Eh? 511 minus 78. Somehow they would just and give you the answer without checking. I'm like, hey. I need to go back to school. Hallelujah. And you, you are still looking for your calculator. You know? But there are some people around that are just giving to, they just love numbers. They just, you know, they have 
and that is how you, you are able to. So that gift is not there, or that pillar is not there for you to ignore. That. Now you, you know that you have this logical uh, pillar in your life, and mathematical, and then you are going into speech writing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So because that is what is, uh, you feel that that is a new thing that is raining. You know that they are just opposites. I'm somebody that loves to read a lot, you know, and hence I'm very intuitive. And because of that, I really do not like mathematics. It's a stress to me. I I will do it, right? I will do it, yes, if I have to. But it's not my strength. It's not a pillar in my life. It's not something that is my go-to. I have something else that even, I like to do it for leisure. Haven't you seen people that like to calculate for leisure? They can teach, they say, everybody should come. Let, let's have a tutorial. Have you seen it? They're not collecting any money. Oh. You, just you that they are even tutoring, you're having a headache. You that they are tutoring, you are sitting down there in the class. You don't understand. You are having a dick. And he said, you don't understand. Let me go again. He said, no, don't go again. I can't know this thing. <laughs> but they are, they are happy to do it because it comes to them naturally. And such a person should not be left to just wonder. Some of us, this message is not for you yourself, you know, but for maybe for your sister, for your children, to help them to channel their gift. Everybody is different and has different strength and different pillars. A pillar is a strength. Hallelujah. Then we have the kinestic pillar. You know, I, okay, I didn't mention what, uh, I said the linguistic pillar has mixed personality types, right? The logical and mathematics and scientific and all that are mainly for introverts. The introverted personalities. Are you understanding? Uh, and because it involves problem solving, thinking, understanding, underlining principles that, that makes you sit down and be patient. And patient because there is no solving a mathematical equation if you are not patient. You easily score less than average. So it takes people who are, you know, uh, and remember what, when I say that, these are pillars. Sometimes you have a personality that has choleric and melancholic. That means you have the introverted, right? And the extroverted. But this pillar division will help you know what your core strength is. Aside from others. Hallelujah. So that is what it's about. Then we have... This uh, kinetic pillar is mainly extroverted because, you know, it comes with uh, providing sensory and bodily awareness. You know, it's hyperactive memory movement. You know, always on the go, always on the move. How many of us are like that here? Let's move. Let's go. Where is it happening? Yes, if there's nothing, that one, you, are, you can walk from here to Aja comfortably. On the way, you are, you are chatting people up. When you get there, you still, you still, you still move back. But the thought of it to some people is like, ah, why? But some people are very given to it. They, they move, let's move, let's go. Let's. Hallelujah. So he's mainly extroverted is for choleric, sanguines, melancholics will not do so much of that, hallelujah, or have so much of that. So when you know that that is yours, you know that, you know, to make things happen, because the more you cannot, you cannot actually be what you have not seen. Hallelujah. So now the things that you have seen becomes an influence to where or what you can become. You know, the more you see, the more your, your mind is broadened, the more you are about, uh, able to do so many things. Hallelujah. Then we have the visual, the musical pillar that is reading between the lines, instincts, 
It's from, mostly for introverted people. That's a musical pillar. And they, this, this, this particular pillar has a characteristic of having the ability to read in between the lines, to be able to, you know, do music and understand music, you know, more than the average. And um, one of the other characteristics is that you get yourself humming to songs often. You wake up and, and you're like, you know, there's always a song going on. Tapping of feet, finger, pen when learning. You know, there are some people when, you're, when they're learning, they're they drumming on the table with, and there's a song going on in their mind. Hallelujah. So uh, they have highly developed intuition also. So I'm sure that with this that we have said, okay, the last one is the uh, visual or spatial pillar. That's uh, imagination, seeing things with the mind's eye. You have um, the ability to imagine beautiful imaginations. You can come up with things. This will make a great inventor. Things that people don't see, you know, ordinarily. You can see them. You can come up with things, you know. You have seen people that have story, marvelous, beautiful script writers and, you know, coming up with storylines and all that. So that's, that's where, and this is a mixed also personality pillar. And you can have both the introverted and the extroverted people. So as I round up this morning, you know, <laughs> I thank God that he has given us the grace, you know, to understand these pillars. You have to understand that your spiritual gift aligns with your thought pillars. Your spiritual gift does what? It aligns with your thought pillars. You wouldn't be giving something that you cannot use. And this is God we are talking about. He's a deep thinker. Hallelujah. So you have to understand that. And you also have to understand that your brain is God's gift to you. And that's where your thought process happens. And that's where we also have the free will to cultivate and reap its fruits. Your brain is a place, is something that God has given to all of us freely. And we have the ability to cultivate it, to grow it. Cultivating means that you are able to, you know, make things grow. And how do you make it grow? By dwelling on positive thoughts, no negative thoughts. Think about that action well and profile every necessary solution and you will see that you have done it, you have executed it marvelously. Are you understand what I'm saying? But if you don't give it enough thought, you will see that uh, you will not be able to execute it well. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want you to understand that the Bible says that in Psalm 49 verse 3, it says, For my words are wise, and my thoughts are filled with insights. Psalm 49 verse 3. It says what? My words are wise, and my thoughts are filled with words, insights. And when you also look at Philippians 4 verse 8 as a roundup, it says, Now, Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix, that's New Living Translation. Philippians 4, 8, New Living Translation. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, right? And honorable. Are you hearing? In order to decrease the distance between your friendship with God and being like God. It says, and right, and pure, and lovely. And what? Admirable. It says, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So if we do this, we think like God and we become like him more gradually. If we do what we are supposed to, if we start thinking about these things, the thoughts that are true, the thoughts that are honorable, the thoughts that are right and pure and lovely, and admirable. These thoughts are what we should do. These are the things that we should dwell on so that we can become more like God. So that we can operate more like, so that we can resemble him, so that we can be closer to him. If our thoughts are like this, the distance between our thoughts and his thoughts will not be like heaven to earth. The distance between our thoughts and his thoughts will not be so much. Because we are beginning to align ourselves 
to become more like. So this is the advice that I will leave us with. Every time you, you want to channel your thought process, make sure that these things, it says, fix your thought on what is true, honorable. Is it true when you're thinking about it? Is it honorable? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? These things are different. That's why they are listed. And is it admirable? Is it excellent or praiseworthy? You have to ask yourself this question because that is the way to draw closer to God. To be the best. God is an excellent God. He does great things. If you want to do great things with yourself, if you want to do great things in this life, you have to work on fixing your thoughts on some things that will bring the distance between you and God closer. I pray that the Lord will help us to do just that in Jesus' name. Can you